0: Everyone, it's Jeremy. Before we jump into the episode proper, I wanted to indulge in a tiny bit of self-promotion. Retronauts has teamed up with fan gamer and engineer Mike Choi to create something for fans of classic gaming and Nintendo's Switch, Flipgrip. Flipgrip is the missing piece to Nintendo's Switch. It's a simple plastic controller grip that allows you to play the system sideways in handheld mode. A lot of old arcade games ran in what is known as Tate Mode, where their screens and their cabinets were rotated sideways to be taller than wide. Lots of games on Switch offer vertical display options, which the system can take unique advantage of thanks to the way the entire console consists of a portable screen with detachable controllers, but until now you needed to set the screen on a desk stand in order to play Tate Mode games. Flipgrip allows you to rotate your Switch and use it as a portable by securing the screens and the detachable Joy-Cons together in your hands. More than 20 games currently take advantage of vertical play on Switch, including timeless masterpieces like Galaga, Donkey Kong, and Pac-Man, hardcore shoot-'em-ups like Igoruga, Gunbird, and Strikers 1945, and even a few modern games like Pinball FX3 and Mutant Muds. There are more on the way, too, like Sega's Gain Ground, SNK's Akari Warriors, and bullet-hell shooter Saivari or Delta. Flipgrip is available for pre-order now on Kickstarter. Unlike other Kickstarter projects, this one's risk-free. We've prototyped type the Flipgrip extensively and it's ready for manufacture. We just need the cash to pay for it and have it produced and distributed. In fact, since the Kickstarter has already blown past its goal, we've already set the production wheels in motion so the Flipgrip will be in your hands this fall. Flipgrip is just $12 plus shipping. So if you love classic gaming on Nintendo Switch, head over to Kickstarter before July 9th and check out Flipgrip. This week in Retronauts, Podcast Nobaka... everyone. Welcome to a, an explosive... No, actually, it's not explosive. What, what what would be a good descriptive term for this episode of Retronauts? Um, not gender-changing. That's weird. <laughs> I guess that's... Okay.
1: Transformative?
0: Yes, a transformative episode <laughs> of Retronauts. Well done. Thank you. I am Jeremy Parrish, and it just wouldn't be Midwest Gaming Classic without our regular Retronauts Midwest Gaming Classic panelist contributor etc etc introduce yourself
1: my name is caitlin oliver uh i one time i set a record in splatterhouse and it was really good (laughs) and i collect video games and i'm just generally a giant nerd
2: and of course also here is it's bob mackie we're making it safe to talk about anime in 2018
0: (laughs) that's right Yes and what better anime to talk about in the year 2018 than of course the hottest newest mm-hmm. freshest anime One Half So it's not exactly new and fresh. But then again, this is Retronauts, so it's old and stale, just <laughs> like everything we talk about. I don't I
3: know if stale. it's stale.
2: Okay. okay.
0: Actually, no. Ranma is really interesting to revisit in this day and age as um, I think, you know, gender identity and uh, things like that have become more more uh, familiar to Fluid. audiences. Yeah, well, yeah, fluid for one thing, and this is truly a ginger-fluid uh,
2: anime yeah. and manga. Well, we did a uh, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon episode. I don't know if it'll go, come out before this or after it, but uh, one of our guests, Sam Lighthammer, had a very good point about the whole gender-changing thing, how it's a theme in a lot of Japanese stuff. And uh, speaking as an ignorant American, I feel like their gender roles are even more uh, strict so there's like a fantasy of like what it what would it be like if I could do the things a woman could do or a man could do. Right. And you definitely see that in Ranma One Half. Yeah. So this is
0: another one of those episodes where we're talking about a media property and the games related to it, but we're not just talking about the games related to the media property. We are talking about the media property itself. And um I have a lot of fondness for Ranma One Half. And I assume you guys are here because you also have a lot of fondness fondness think of Yeah. 1.5. I know a lot one-half. of people
1: our age who are at least Relatively or um, vaguely into the subject matter, or at least familiar with it and have some nostalgia for it by default. Um, Just because it was one of the largest series in that time, that at least American could get.
0: Yeah, it was one of the big breakouts um, of, of anime in the early to mid-90s. And unlike Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball, it never aired on television for some reason. Mm. Um, I couldn't imagine
1: why. <laughs> but
0: but it was nevertheless really popular, uh, both online and just in terms of uh, home video sales. And that was really where it thrived, was uh, Viz Media would publish their uh, two-episode VHS tapes. Ugh. I, uh, and uh, it was $30. Was it was $30 for a, two episodes dubbed and $40 for two episodes subtitled.
1: Because subtitles cost you extra.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, no, I was introduced to the series by renting it from a local comic book store because they would have maybe 15 or 20 tapes that they would rent out of random anime, and they were the only one place I could ever find Ranma at least in northwest indiana.
0: Yeah, this was the first series I ever really collected in the sense of, you know, having a collection of of tapes and that's because I picked up a few on rental and thought they were really interesting, but it was like I think the first episode I ever saw was the one where Ukio is introduced, so that's like third or fourth season. And I was like, okay, so f- one thing, I got a really r-
3: <laughs> the
0: really wrong idea of what the <laughs> character dynamics were. Because I was like, man, why is Romano stuck with this chick Akane? She's the worst. <laughs> oh no! But I hadn't seen, you know, the 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 foundation for their relationship. Um, but it was really hard to find, you know, any like a consistent run of tapes. And then Viz started re- releasing their videos as box sets, the digital Dojo box sets, and they were like an entire season for. <sighs> It was probably like a hundred fifty or two hundred dollars. It, it was a lot really of money,
1: expensive,
0: but it was a good deal for the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, okay, I'll do this. I think it was one fifty for the dub and two hundred
2: for the subtitle. It took up way less space too. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, I was a, of the DVDs. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the DVDs. Uh, I have the whole series on DVD now. It was called but, Dig- Digital, jo- Digital Dojo on DVD as okay, well. Okay, yeah. yeah. well that
0: was that was Digital. what they called it on. Um, on VHS, even though it was analog. Okay. okay. <laughs> Figure that out. It's weird. But yeah, I have a very strong memory of um, ordering by by mail order the digital dojo. And then I went to do... Uh, I studied overseas in Prague for a month. And I came back and uh, the box set had arrived while I was traveling. So like, as soon as I get back into America, I start watching uh, anime. And I remember... I like went out and got some Chinese takeout, and a friend of mine came over and was like, so you get back to America, and the first thing you do is watch Japanese <laughs> cartoons and eat Chinese food. I was like, yeah, well, what can I say?
2: You're yeah. no patriot.
0: But, you but yeah, like, uh, anyway, the point is, I just you know, like, I, I read and watched a lot of Ranma back in the day and, and have a fond,
2: definite fondness for it.
1: Weeaboo before the term weeaboo was. Absolutely. Oh
2: yeah. I was so wee and <laughs> mm-hmm. so boo. I, I discovered it kind of late because of uh, – I didn't have the income to buy these expensive tapes and no one was renting them. I mean I rented all of the, the anime VHSs my video store had but it was limited to like oh, yeah. all the shitty movies – like the Fatal Fury movie and the Samurai Shodan movie and the Fire Emblem OVA, and I guess they had saying... you had say, an
1: interesting selection. so <laughs> the Fury the
2: motion picture was directed by Masama Obari. I'm sure the and I'm sure the animation is good, but it's nothing. I mean, the story is just like actually I, I didn't even really really know about Fatal Fury characters either, but um. It was only until my anime club days of college. Yes, I'm that cool. That I, <laughs> I was saw in two
1: anime clubs. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> my <laughs> school didn't have an anime club. I hung Neither out. Did with, I. I hung out with the international students, and that was as uh, close as I got. Well, it was only then that I discovered the anime itself. But I had exposure to it because, like you said, it was one of the first uh, bigger series released in America that didn't air on TV. Mm-hmm. So um, it might even be the first like how are there like 200 episodes or around that much or no, a I don't under? that much
0: it's um seven seasons 26 episodes mm. so yeah i guess it's like 160 yeah. 170
2: but Plus, uh, there's movies and oavs i mean i really enjoyed it and um i think it's all on uh, funimation now or crunchyroll one of those one of those services just streaming so it's easy to get yeah and uh again there there is an entire like the entire
0: series is out on blu-ray yeah. and dvd i think um and i They um, didn't really promote it that heavily, but I did eventually find that they released the movies and OAVs on Uh Blu-ray a few months ago, so I picked that up in my collections complete, although those are actually kind of the worst of the Ranma stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They take some liberties. But anyway, so let's talk about One Half. It is um, actually, we keep saying anime, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's manga. That's how it got its start. True. Created by Rumiko Takahashi, the artist, the mangaka who created Urusei Yatsura and Meizani Koku and more recently following Ranma, Inuyasha and she's Rine.
2: wealthier than Oprah, I
0: think. I, yeah, she's point. super, I think you super could rich.
1: classify her work as seminal.
0: hmm Absolutely. Yeah. And she also did a lot of other stuff in the 80s. That She doesn't do the the one-off so much anymore, but she did stuff like Mermaid Forest, which was weird sexual Fire horror. Tripper. Fire Tripper. Maris the Chojo. uh the the one with the boxer one punch one pound one pound, one gospel. pound gospel yes mm. um, and, uh, I was going to say
2: that that's her as well
0: oh yeah I mentioned Maison Koku. that that's actually yeah. my favorite series by mm. Takahashi but it's not as uh, video game heavy uh, it's all like visual novels so kind of hard to talk about <laughs> yeah. uh, but but Ronma is um, It's kind of, you know, shounen boys anime or manga, but actually started out being written for girls. Like she specifically set out to create something that would appeal to women. So um, the result is I I feel like a a kind of crossover, uh, a show with cross or a book with crossover appeal. Like I feel like it appeals to a lot of different people.
1: I feel like that's really appropriate for the subject in question.
0: Absolutely. should talk about (laughs) well the the premise we keep talking about gender fluidity and that sort of thing but that is that is the the point of ranma one-half uh and the the title ranma one-half in japanese is ranma nibu no ichi which means ranma two parts of one so instead of saying this is half a person it's saying there's it's two two facets of a single person
1: like the term new half which is is
0: that is that from the same term New
1: ha- yeah new mm-hmm. half is the new generally accepted term for transgender folks of all stripes so i feel like it was kind of a proto term for that
0: hmm. okay
1: uh, i could be totally wrong and somebody could tell me that in the comments I and wonder that's what, cool yeah i wonder what the etymology this is just of that what is what i suspect and yeah. how it would be related to it
0: all right so ronmo one half is about a martial artist a young high school student named Ranma Sautomi, whose father uh, was like the head of a dojo. Genma. Genma. And uh, so they spent a lot of time training. And on one of their training trips, they went to all kinds of places. But one of them was the Cursed Pools of Jusenkyo in -hmm. China. And uh, even though the guide was very adamant that they'd be very careful around the Cursed Pools, they weren't very careful. And they both fell into the Cursed Pools and became cursed. And their curse is that they transform when they are splashed with cold water and revert to their normal bodies when they're splashed with hot water.
1: This is a common theme in the series, as there were 1,000 pools in Jusenkyo.
0: Yeah. It yeah. so. really wrote a lot of <laughs> potential for other characters to be cursed in that series. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of people who end up with a lot of different curses that transform and do a lot of different things
2: animals too, not just the uh, yep. gender swaps. It's Many also animals. Uh,
0: apparently if something died in one of those pools, it was a very dangerous place. Uh, <laughs> Pigs then, and cats are drowning yeah, so like the right. The, <laughs> the pool became cursed and uh, whoever fell into the pool would, would become cursed to take on that form. Uh, so Ronma's curse is that when he splashed with cold water, he becomes a girl, uh, like a red haired, I guess in the manga, she's not red haired, but uh, a red haired version of himself. Uh, but smaller and bustier, and voiced by
2: Megumi Hiyashibara. I believe so yes Lena inverse, in, yep, <laughs> uh, hot headed anime Channing ladies <laughs> and then she played against type when she was Ray, I know right, which is awesome it 's tricky i i met, I got that wrong in, in an was, episode, and Kyle McClain <laughs> sent me some angry messages. About I left that. an angry comment <laughs> on my
0: own podcast <laughs> How all right um, so his father, Genma, is cursed to become a giant panda. Which is a source of comedy because his father's actually pretty lazy and, and shiftless. So when he becomes a panda, that's he's actually like the one character who's more comfortable in his cursed form. He just lounges around as a panda, not doing anything.
1: He talks via signs.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, so other characters you know, show up throughout the series, but but the, sort of the the core relationship in the story is between Ranma and a girl named Akane who is um, the daughter of his father's best friend uh Son Tendo she's Kane Tendo and uh, basically they're going to they were they were promised to be married to one another at a, by their parents at a young age.
1: Well, okay.
0: Okay. Get particular.
1: Son has three daughters and he promised that one of his daughters would marry Genma's son in order to carry on their dojos.
2: It's like King Lear.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> He was – or rather, they were kind of given the choice to select whom and Kasumi and Nabiki, who are Akane's sisters, both bowed out and immediately pointed at Akane and said, since she doesn't even like boys, they'll right. be perfect together. She
0: hates men and he's not even always a man. So it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but of course, through the anime comedy of errors, they both kind of get to know each other by walking in on one another in the bathhouse. So she thinks he's a pervert, and that's kind of the the basis of their relationship. But over time, they grow close together. But because he's very stubborn and prideful, and she's very sort of hot headed, yeah, in, in different ways. They're they're both they're both very proud and and frustrating in different ways. Um There's there's the relationship is always kind of at odds, and they just can't bring themselves to truly admit how they feel for each other. Although you do get a lot of like you know, single panels where it's a close-up of one character kind of looking off into the distance mm. and, like, the background kind of fades away and they just say, like, Ranma or Akane.
2: So Akane is Sundere, then? Yes, very much. Okay, Very much the, the proto-sundere. Should we explain I what th- that means to people? Go for it. Uh, it's um, sort of the person who pretends they hate you even though uh, they love you, but they're just too prideful to admit it. And, yeah, um, her, her
0: catchphrase is Ranma Nobaka. You mm. idiot, Ranma. So that's that's pretty much and there's a there's a lot of him being hit by tables and mallets pulled out of I think this is uh, where the term Hammerspace came from. It isn't is exactly where uh-huh. it came from. Okay. So that's
1: Hammerspace is a Kane.
0: Yeah, so like you know, the the popularity of the series meant that there was quite a fandom uh, that that emerged for it online. This was kind of I would say it was the first sort of cult anime series to happen once the internet became popular. Like, Dirty Pair sort of predates that. But, but Ranma 1.5 was, you know, right around the time that people were really getting online in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So there was quite a fandom built up around it. And uh, so, yeah, lots of, lots of interesting terms emerged from Ronmo. Did you know fandom. there's a
1: whole song, Ranma no Baka, that's just recorded with Akane screaming? Ranma no Baka or Baka 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 Baka. Yeah,
0: isn't that that's I on one of the, the albums? Yeah, one
2: it the, is one of one the one of the image items. albums where it's just characters singing songs about yep. how they feel about things. Yep. They had
1: a Christmas song on it too. I think huh. I think that was the same album. They kind of blur together right now,
2: but we're talking about the the manga or the anime or both. They I mean, they're
1: on. they're both very
0: similar. Like the the first. I would say two seasons of the anime are really, really directly adapted from the manga.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I was reading about the production history, which I was unfamiliar with because it was just presented to us in America as like, here's season one and here's season two. But upon doing research, it was like season one did poorly and was canceled. And a month later, it came back under a different name. So there's technically two shows. And I say that um, if you just want like... To not watch all the episodes season one is a great place to just dip in and dip out because it has some fantastic animation which is probably why when they rebooted it the animation was much worse but still pretty good yeah but yeah like um there's this twitter it, account it, called, it, it um, has the first season has all the the really fundamental character yeah too. but there's a twitter account called random sakuga and it is about, like, showcasing via video the very uh, brief flourishes of animation you'll see in anime, like 20 seconds or 30 seconds. And one day they show the uh, the scene where the Akane arriving at school and all the boys trying to, like, confess their love or whatever. And it, it is height. so – it looks so great. I forgot how good the show looked.
1: Extremely yeah. well choreographed. Yeah,
2: yeah and there's,
0: there's some really great scenes, even, like, the slow motion when um, – Rama deflects Ryoga's bandana and it cuts off Akane's hair that she's so proud of. Yeah. Like that slow motion scene with her hair Spoilers. like being <laughs> Oh, it's fine. It's been 20 30 years. Uh her hair like you know coming out of its bi- the binding as it's cut and just like sp- flying open. Uh, in slow motion and, and the world reacting around her. Yeah. I can, I'm picturing thing.
1: it all as you're describing
0: yeah,
2: it. Like, I it's can very, very clearly yeah. see it in my eye. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a really thoughtfully – like the, the first season is very yeah. thoughtfully directed. It's pretty interesting though that the same – so season one it was canceled. The same people just made it cheaper and it went on for like six or seven more years. And then there are like 15 OVAs, several movies – there was a recent short movie in, like, 2008 even. Was there? Yeah, I think that was yeah. the last Ranma content. Uh Unless you're counting the live-action series from oh, a few years ago. But I don't, don't count any live-action adaptations not. of anime. Uh,
0: I haven't seen it, but everything I've heard about it says. Yeah. Please avoid I really this.
1: need to dip my toes in it, though. I have a thing for live-action adaptations, and I know it's going to be terrible. Well, but...
2: Caitlin, you would know this. In the Sailor Moon live-action yeah, uh, <laughs> series, the, the Luna is just a stuffed animal, right?
1: That's correct. They use 3D animation for... Or, okay. like, transitional parts but in a lot of scenes it's straight up the like, manufactured plushie that you could buy
2: they couldn't even get like yeah. a Sabrina the Teenage Witch style animatronic in there it's like I, I think it's the same thing with Genma in uh,
0: in the Ronma TV series it's just like a, a stuffed doll or I think they just
2: cut away to stock footage of a panda <laughs>
1: <laughs> no they, that's they definitely do that and they do that in a lot of live-action dramas because those don't usually get produced on large budgets mm-hmm. and they're kind of one-shots usually yeah like a lot of Japanese TV series do not have sequels. They do not do seasons like we do in America. They get 12 episodes, or maybe, you know, between 10 and 13 episodes, and that's it. <laughs>
3: So
0: uh gender fluidity is, is again one of the themes of this series. And I, I think one of the interesting things about the the way it's written is that Ranma is not like, yeah, I turned into a girl, that's cool. He he hates it. He's you know super macho. And to him, you know, this very uh prideful martial artist, like being turned into a girl is just like at a Tremendous humiliation for him.
2: Did we see how the transformation works? Yeah, he splashed with cold water. Is that the same for every transformation? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. It's I thought had to be like splash- hot or cold. No. Or-
1: hot turns them back into okay. their normal form.
2: Yeah,
0: right. Cold
1: turns them into whatever their curse to be.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so a lot of the, the humor of the series emerges from just different pratfalls and misconceptions that happen because of the curse. Um, for instance... Ranma's rival, this kid who completely hates him, named Ryoga, um, it's a very one-sided rivalry. Ranma's not even aware of it initially, um, but tracked him to the ends of the earth and eventually found him at Jusinkyo. It
1: took him a while to track him, though, because Ryoga notably has no sense of direction whatsoever. Which is
0: why he hates Ranma, because he challenged Ranma to a fight, and Ranma waited for three days, and Ryoga (laughs) showed up on the 4th. It was like the vacant lot behind their school. Yep. Um, anyway, so yeah, he is cursed to turn into a piglet, and Pichan, and uh, Akane thinks that Pichan is the cutest thing in the world. It's true. And snuggles uh-huh. up to Pichan and just like uh, he falls in love with with Akane, and it's very one sided. But Ranma feels like he's honor forbids him from telling Akane that Pichan is Ryoga because it's. Ranma's fault in a way that, mm. that Ryoga is Pichan. So um yeah, so like that the becomes a point of, of, of Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's people who fall in love with Ranma, men who fall in love with Ranma when he's in girl form and don't realize that he's not actually a girl.
1: Mostly Tatewaki Kuno, who is also in love with Akane.
0: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of can't really I call it love
2: triangles. I Like I say, gay panic jokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I don't. I don't really
0: remember gay panic jokes in. Well, it's in not the like.
2: Um, I mean, it's like if you're if you're in the body of a woman and a man is coming after you, and that's the joke. It sort of is a gay panic joke, but it's also the '80s in Japan. So, I mean. yeah,
0: I mean that that is the thing. Is like you have to kind of keep in mind that this does come from a different time, a different yeah. place, and like I don't even know uh, that much about Rumiko Takahashi's personal life. Like I've read uh, speculation
2: that she might be gay. I She's never been married. married. Is she? I heard she was not married. Wait, no, she's not, I'm sorry. She's not married. But she only employs women to um to do her as assistants. So I guess we should point out that Manga authors usually have a lot of assistance or maybe just one to do backgrounds and incidental characters and they will do the main amount of work, but she notably just hires women to do her work with her. Right. So my
0: feeling on Ranma is that I just take what's presented in the, the series at face value. Yeah. I, I, this is one of those where you could read a lot of things into it, but I don't know that you, you really should just because the context uh, and of everything of its creation is so different. Um, like if, if a uh, straight white American dude wrote this series in 2018, I would be like, ah, yeah. "Man, I, you should you should maybe rethink some of this." But coming from the time, place, and person that it does, I'm like, you know, yeah. okay, sure. Like the 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 intention is different. And again, yeah. it was it was it was written to appeal to women to uh, you know most manga appeals to, like, teenage boys, uh, whereas this was meant to appeal more to younger girls.
1: I think it's also worth noting that Ranma, even if he may have had reservations, was also pretty free about using his female sexuality to further his oh, goal, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, like, he knows that, um, like, Ryoga gets very uncomfortable around women, so he's more than happy to uh, basically torment Ryoga by, by like getting all cozy with him. Um, and you know, early in the show, he realized, or the series, he realizes like, wow, if I go, you know, cruising for snacks and stuff as a girl, just a cute girl and act, you know, winsome and, and adorable, then people will just give me stuff for free. It's uh-huh. great. So, yeah. So, uh, you can, you can, you can write all kinds of essays about gender politics in this series, but I don't know that you're going to accomplish that much. It's just, um, it, it's, it's interesting.
1: I just feel like it's, Even if he didn't want to be a woman and he wanted to get rid of the curse, and I can understand that, especially if you're somebody who is comfortable with your body, then having it changed against your will would certainly be uncomfortable. Uh, But he didn't hate it as much as he maybe let on, because he certainly learned how to use it. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, another way that the the focus on a female audience really shows in this series is that it's a, like, it has a lot of tournament type, you know, combat uh, sequences, but they're all built around things that are kind of traditionally feminine mm. pastimes, like rhythmic gymnastics or cooking or, cooking, yeah. or ice skating. Uh, like, it's, it's, it kind of puts a twist on. Uh, things like Dragon Ball, where it's not just like martial arts for the sake of martial arts or Prince of Tennis, where it's not just like, you know, playing sports. It's it's this kind of ridiculous, like everything in Ranma's universe somehow has a martial arts component. So, of course, he's like, oh, I can win this contest. And then there ends up being some sort of big to do about it. And he gets entangled with his rivals or Akane's rivals or there's some something on the line.
1: Rhythmic uh, Gymnastics is my favorite arc, actually. <laughs> It, the one with um, Kodachi. Kodachi, uh, Pate, wait, Kuno. Kodachi Kuno. Yeah. <laughs> I almost swapped their first and last names. Mm. Not bad of me. Um, but she was just such a good character. She was always the Ojo sama kind of haughty laugh.
2: Oh, and, yeah. Putting your hand like this.
1: Yeah, to the side of her face. And I don't want to blow out a microphone, so I'm not going to do that.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> but, But yeah, she's also like a psychopath. Yeah. Like
0: a pure, murderous, unrestrained high school psychopath who goes to an
2: all-girls school. school. They call her the Black Rose. There's a bit of, I think, repression going on there. Do we know uh, of the popularity of Rama in in Japan? I know it lasted for a while and it had a lot of uh, content, but I'm wondering if it's perhaps more popular here because of how it was released here. I think it is, yeah. I know people like my friend Henry... He looks for Ranma's stuff whenever he goes to Japan, and it's just not there. And I mean, there's, there's lots of things that just aren't there. But if this, this series was so, I don't know, impactful as I think it is, I figured there'd still be some lingering things, or like a pachinko, a new Pachinko machine or something like that. No, Ranma was, um, I wouldn't say niche over there, but it definitely was not as
0: popular as Urase Yatsura or yeah. Meza Nikoku. It was kind of like a, a trail off a bit for, uh, for Takahashi's work, I think. Um, compared to like even Inuyasha. I think Inuyasha
2: was huge, mm. like super huge.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's one I've actually never watched. I
0: haven't seen it. Uh, I read the first few volumes and it didn't really connect with me, but I I guess I was kind of wanting more Ranma. But but really like Ranma undergoes some transitions over the course of its uh over the course of its running. Like it starts Total out shifts. it's yeah, like it's very much a sort of slice of life romantic comedy with this kind of weird, goofy, supernatural element. Um, I feel
1: that's when it's at its best.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the, the plotting in the first you know couple of years is really strong. The characterization is strong. And then after that, it gets a little more like screwball comedy and stops being so much about like uh, individual stories and, you know, like the, the kind of continuing narrative and character development and more just like, here's all these ridiculous characters. Like let's put them together yeah. in, in ridiculous ways. Uh, you know, somehow always revolving around martial arts or Ronma's curse or whatever, or some romantic entanglement. And then toward the end, it's more—it uh, becomes more like a traditional shounen anime. There's a lot of uh, fighting and rivalries um, with like serious martial arts opponents,
1: technique mastery to level up to. Yeah, I don't fight know if the there's guy. ever any
0: leveling up uh-huh. so much. Well, but it's not
1: direct leveling up, but it, there's certainly. Points where technique mastery becomes a focus, and that's the key to defeating opponent X.
0: Right. Well, that's that's one thing that I think really kind of stands out about Ranma half is that Ranma's uh, family school is the... Musabetsu Kakuto Sautomi School of uh, what is it? The indiscriminate grappling, or <laughs> I think it was is uh, is the direct translation. They but, used
1: indiscriminate grappling uh, for
0: sure. But anything goes. Martial arts is how Viz went with it. Yes. Uh, but basically, it means like there there are nothing's off off limits. Like anything no holds fine. barred. Yeah. So so Rama tends. He's not like a dirty fighter. He he has some integrity. But basically, the 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 prime technique of the anything goes school of martial arts is to run away. So when he's losing, Mm -hmm. he takes off and regroups and tries to think back, like, how can I, you know, outdo my opponent? So, so yeah, basically like running away to fight another day is, is the the central tenet of the anything goes martial arts school. So there's a lot of stories that, you know, he's just completely overmatched even against Ryoga at the beginning. Um, and That's when then he, has he to comes back.
1: And, the oh gosh, I can't remember the name. The chestnut one. The
0: amagachi, amaguriken, or something like that.
1: Amaguriken. Yeah, yeah, amaguriken that he learns from Shampoo's grandmother Cologne.
0: And it's he, the chestnut punch because she like it's he's just like grabbing hot chestnuts.
1: Yeah, she throws them into a bonfire and makes him pick them out with right. his bare hands.
0: So he becomes extremely fast because he's grabbing these burning chestnuts from a fire. And not wanting to, you know, destroy his hands. So yeah, there's there's always kind of like a goofy uh, Karate Kid kind of element, like you know, yeah, the,
1: that's the leveling up. I yeah,
0: know. I mean, and you know, it's the same kind it's, of thing you not see not in like Dragon
1: Ball leveling up. No, you
0: but you form. It's but. more like it's more like early Dragon Ball where you know uh, the uh, Mutin Rochi or Roshi or whatever is a uh, like making krillin and, and and uh goku do ridiculous menial tasks and it turns out oh by the way you're mastering amazing martial
2: arts in the process mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that but much much stupider and goofier one thing uh, we didn't point out about the anime is if you watch the dub everyone is distractingly canadian it's like they <laughs> wandered off the set of a strange brew um i did not care for that much <laughs> We, I think we watched the sub, but we watched some of the dub. I'm like, everyone is so Canadian, I can't take it. I didn't, I didn't really recognize Canadian uh, accents or dialects back then, so I'd have to rewatch.
0: But you're probably right. A lot yeah, of, I mean, a lot of vo- uh, voice talent was Canadian. They
2: did a good time. job, but I mean, to my American ears, it's just like it's already weird that they're speaking English, but now that they're all Canadian, it's extra weird. I, I'm sure if you're Canadian, it's What's like, oh, this about? yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we made do with with dubs because they were a lot less expensive than subtitles True, back in the day. That that was the was that 10 was the American tape way. tape
1: extra for subs every time. Yep. No matter what the price point was, like even if you were lucky and you got the nineteen ninety nine tape, still twenty nine ninety nine for subs.
2: Yeah, hearing the two episodes uh, per tape kind of surprised me. By the time I started buying VHS tapes, it was like three. If it was just a TV series, occasionally you get one with four on it. It would be like uh, your lucky day.
0: Yeah, like every I feel like they came out every other month. So like every other month, uh, I would put down my 30 bucks and watch 45 minutes of anime. <laughs>
1: my dad would take me to suncoast video at the mall and let me pick out a tape and i would be super excited to go home and watch my two episode tapes that he paid so much money for thank you dad <laughs> <laughs>
0: This episode, we're talking about a lot of bad games, and there's nothing worse than paying your hard-earned cash for one of those stinkers. That's why we recommend GameFly—the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. With a monthly subscription to GameFly.com, you can pick your favorite games from more than 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door to try before you buy. You don't have to waste your money buying the latest new games until you know if they're worth it. And with GameFly, you have access to the newest game releases, and you can keep them to play for as long as you want. For one monthly fee, GameFly gives you access to unlimited video game rentals of all the most popular titles, from Madden. To- Call of Duty to Splatoon 2. A subscription costs as little as 54 cents a day. There's always free shipping on the more than 9,000 titles available, and you can cancel any time. You can keep your rentals as long as you want with no late fees or due dates. Just mail back a game once you're done and they'll send you whatever you choose next. And they offer movie rentals too. So go to Gamefly.com slash Retronauts and start your free premium 30-day trial today. This premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time, a special Retronauts offer. The usual first free month offer is only one game at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash Retronauts. Sign up today and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. So, before we finish talking about the uh, the manga and the anime, are there any personal favorite storylines that you have? I think Caitlin, you said the the rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, I really love the rhythmic, I love so,
1: anything with rhythmic gymnastics. Ukio and shampoo.
0: Okay, so what is it about that particular storyline that you feels really is is like the the pinnacle of Ranma. Why is that?
1: I feel like he and Akane get to play really well together in that, and they learn to actually work together and fight together during it, and that they start to rely on each other a little more and stand up to Kodachi and various other people in rhythmic gymnastics. And he also learns to harness his femininity a little more because he's doing this all in a leotard one piece with ribbons, mm. and
0: it also really plays up the rivalry with Ryoga. I think uh, it does. He, he he kind of comes in and he's like, "Okay, Ronma, you suck at gymnastics, so I'm going to train you now," which is basically just his excuse to beat the crap out of Ronma. <laughs> uh-huh. Like he's not really interested in making Ronma a better fighter; he just wants the excuse to uh to to beat the crap out of ranma If
1: he gets better, it's lucky break for him, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think about on, on on my my favorite. Bob, what about you?
2: I wanted to revisit some of the manga before this trip, but I didn't have time. But I will say, for my memories, anything with shampoo is great because it's sort of a um, like a Pepe Le Pew kind of story, <laughs> but uh, with the roles reversed. Accurate. Yeah, and I I kind of liked, I mean, it's not that original, but back when I watched, I was like, this is pretty funny. So. And it's a, it's a funny... The, the, her episodes are always very, very interesting and entertaining, mm-hmm. too. They Wacky. have cute interactions yeah. with one another. And she turns to a cat, which is also very cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a cat with, like, little... Uh, bells. Yeah, bells in her hair. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so Shampoo is a Chinese martial artist who uh, Ranma defeats, and uh, because he defeats her in girl form, Shampoo wants to kill him, mm-hmm. because it's, like, the tradition of her... Uh, Her her tribe that, yeah, when you... She's a Chinese Amazon. Yes, of course, because that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so it's a tradition of her tribe that when a woman is defeated in combat by another woman, the the loser must avenge herself. But if a woman is defeated by a man in combat, then they must get married. So when she finds out the truth about Ranma, uh, it goes from being like, uh, you know, the the indestructible Terminator stalking him to kill him (laughs) to... uh, Basically, a different kind of stalker coming after him. I learned what Ni meant as well. That's yeah. <laughs> <Shampoo>. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Shampoo has her own suitor who hates Ranma uh, named Moose. Right.
1: Who turns into a goose. Uh,
2: yes. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, he's nearsighted together. and can't see for he's crap. He's got those crazy, like, uh, swirling glasses. glasses. Yeah. With, like, the swirl. Like, it indicates you're insane if you have, like, little concentric circles yeah. in your glasses. Or you're a huge it's nerd.
1: the Umino glasses mm. from Sailor Moon.
2: Yeah, you're uh, right. Melvin. Or like a creep, I guess. Too. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite
0: story is the uh, the the full body cat tongue saga. Ah, uh, I normally hate anything involving Haposai, the perverted old man who is uh, basically Ranma's snatcher. parents' uh, master. Yeah, he's like this horrible little pervert, and he's not funny. But in this particular case, he uh, he gets mad at Ranma for some minor infraction and curses Ranma. So that uh, his body is as sensitive as a cat's tongue. So he can't turn back into his male form because even lukewarm water is like burning hot to him. Mm. So he's, you know, like, anytime he touches hot water and changes back, he's like, I'm scalding. And he has to splash himself with cold water to cool down. So he has to like overcome his own weaknesses, um, they including look for
1: a crazy mystical medicine to try to cure it.
0: Right. And also there's uh, the whole fact that he's terrified of cats. Um, which plays into this like his, his father's idea of a training exercise when Ranma was a child was to uh, get a pit full of like hungry cats Uh. And cover Ranma's body with fish sausages like Naruto or whatever and yep. toss him in and like learn to survive. But all it did was traumatize this poor child into being terrified of cats. So of course, like the fact that shampoo turns into a cat also freaks him yeah, out.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, You're so, talking about um sorry, Haposai, the little old man. Yes. I, yeah. I noticed in the series, and I wonder how the author feels about it now, but all of the elderly people are just like tiny yeah. bug creatures. And now that <laughs> now that she is becoming an older lady, I'm wondering if she's like hmm, I should have been more sensitive to the elderly. <laughs> uh, probably but Cologne
1: not. Cologne was awesome. Is the difference? Cologne was super strong. She was a powerful figure, and she wasn't a creepy panty snatcher,
0: yeah. right? But I mean, that she is kind of a lot better. Uh, I mean, even even my wife, she's not Japanese but Vietnamese, has said that's kind of how Asian people age. They're like <laughs> they they look young, 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 and then all of a sudden,
2: like them all one day. Yeah. They're just like they—they they shrink and become tiny and wizened and bald. I should say we're all white in this room and we all age horribly, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 21.
1: me <laughs> <look at you. laughs> no! It's just an Asian thing that I'm jealous of. I your jeans are wonderful, is what it is. <laughs> On
2: the other hand, I can drink milk, so I'm wearing Asian Ooh. jeans right now. They're from Uniqlo. <laughs> 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 That's true. Okay.
0: So, I feel like, oh, uh, yeah, we've, we've all talked about the, the storylines, everything. So, with our discussion of the anime and manga out of the way, let's talk about the video games. Naturally, Ronda One Half, being a fairly successful anime and manga in the late 80s and early 90s, spawned many video games. And because it involves martial arts, a lot of those have to do with fighting. But it's not just fighting games. Because it's an anime, there's also a lot of visual novels. Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: And a couple of puzzle games. Yep.
0: And I believe only one of these ever came to America. Technically, two of them. Technically. But only one of them came to America.
1: Licensed as. Yes. As
0: our own one half game. So the two that did make it over to the US came on Super NES. And so that's where we're going to start. It was the Super NES fighting games.
1: Uh, Are we starting with Hard Combat?
0: Street Combat, yes. Oh, Street
1: Combat. Okay. Yeah. Street Combat first. Got it.
0: So a lot of these games were made by Messiah. Um, and published by, I can't even remember. Um, or they, or they were some of them were published by Messiah, but actually developed by Atelier Double, who is a company that I have written about on Game Boy works a lot. They did like Sokoban and stuff like that. There,
1: Micro Cabin did a few too. Yeah, probably. probably, especially PC on PC. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so just a lot of like companies that don't really get a lot of traction in the U.S. Messiah is better known for its shoot shoot 'em ups. And uh, having played Ranma's fighting games, I would have to say that Messiah is always best (laughs) when they are working with shooters. (laughs) All right. But, but yeah, the super NES super Famicom was the dominant platform in Japan at the time of Ranma's peak popularity. So it makes a lot of sense that most of the games would come out for super Famicom super NES. But the first one uh, was just called, I think Ranma one half. It probably had some sort of subtitle in the, in Japan, but, oh, yeah, Chonai uh, Gakito-hen. Whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I should have looked that up. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, so so it was, you know, Someone pretty much... Uh, will tell you. Of course. A lot. Uh, it should have, you know, it, it should have surprised no one that the, as a fighting game, this basically just brings in the Ranma cast, uh, like the, the main cast. But... It's when it
2: comes to America that it becomes very interesting. Have you guys played Street Combat? I rented it a long time ago without knowing what Ranma was. And um, in retrospect, I'm guessing it was a more expensive to use the characters because they put a lot of work into reskinning this game, a lot of in terms of all the new art they had to create and things like that. It's, it's They did a lot of work for a not great game.
1: A lot of really ugly work. Yeah, that too. Well, I wonder
0: if it was a matter of it being expensive or if it was a matter of it being tied to a media property that hadn't really appeared in the U.S. yet. True. Because at the time, Street Combat... First showed up on Super NES. I don't think Ranma had really launched here. Maybe the manga had, but not the anime.
2: Well, I mean, my argument ultimately is: does it would it have mattered? These are in any in either case. If you don't know what Ranma is, these are all going to be new characters for you. So, I'm, my, my question is: like, why did it even matter? Like, you know?
1: Because I I think at that point, uh, a lot of game companies felt like anime and manga properties were too cartoony, and that is true. America needed. They were still in that mindset where it was starting to become less prevalent, but they still wanted to westernize a lot of stuff and make yeah. it more I, palatable to...
0: I agree with that in general, but maybe not with Street Combat, because what they ended up going with for the character designs, they are not more realistic
2: or less cartoonish than, than they, Ranma. They're weird. It's really weird. I, when, I, when I see the character designs, it reminds me of when um, Japanese artists parody American comic books... Uh, with, uh, it's hard to explain in words, but if you look at the designs, I mean, they're not doing a good job at it. If you look at the uh, manga and anime series, My Hero Academia, the, uh, one of the main characters, All Might, is like a Japanese parody of an American superhero, right down to how he's drawn and animated. So I feel like they were trying to go for that, but they were very amateurish in how they were doing they it. They did
0: a terrible job of yeah. it. They did not have there's, pro- a,
2: there's a lot of clowns in this game for some reason. It's true. They did not have, like, an accomplished artist making designs for them to copy. They were left to their own devices, and um, those devices were bad. Yeah, there's only <laughs> one character
0: that even vaguely resembles the original Japanese character, and that's a girl named Lita, who was originally Shampoo. And she's just, you know, like a young girl... A young woman, uh, wearing a mini dress. And I guess they figured sex appeal is good in either territory. So they kept her the same, but like, uh, Tadawaki Kuno, who is this ridiculous character in the, the comics who, you know, styles himself as like a modern day samurai. So he goes to school instead of wearing a school uniform, he wears like, you know, a Kendo gi and he carries a a wooden
2: boken, like a training sword around with him all the time. He calls himself
1: the blue thunder. Yes.
2: Mm.
0: Aoi
1: Kuzuche.
2: Yes. Well, right now I'm watching some street combat now on my laptop, and uh, it's Ranma named Steven fighting Haposai as a small dwarf named Happy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Haposai came across fairly
0: close, but yeah, like it it, it becomes weird because when it's divorced from the backstories for these characters you're like why is this giant like burly martial artist guy beating up on a tiny dwarf it's terrible <laughs> he's like he's like a small defenseless old man why would you do that y- you know when you understand in Ranma that uh, Haposai is extremely talented as a martial artist and also a horrible human being <laughs> like it totally makes sense that Ranma would beat the stuffing out of him Haposai's special like, attack
1: what? is throwing bombs at people yeah very large bombs like, that's what he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Kuno, the, the modern-day samurai, uh, becomes G.I. Jim, who is basically Guile, <laughs> but, but carrying, like, a stick. Yeah. And hitting people with a stick. Um, Kodachi Kuno, who is his sister, who uh, uh, loves to be a gymnast, uses uh, unfair, dirty weapons when she's a gymnast, becomes a clown uh genma the guy who becomes a, a panda also becomes a clown oh, here
1: I, I, th- I feel like at least f- for kodachi in particular they chose a clown because of her weapons yeah specifically right. because she has like the juggling type uh i can't i don't know what they call them in rhythm domestics but the weighted pins that they can throw and juggle so they kind of ran with that and went what juggles a clown sure but what about genma that I don't know. That's weird, that, right? Yeah, that one's weird. And
0: then Ranma's female form, like in all of these games, you can play as Ranma as a male or a female. And in some games they actually have different abilities to, or, you know, stats depending on their their the the character's gender. But here Ranma, the girl becomes Steven wearing armor. Oh, Steven. And like, well, the, the idea Steven. the idea behind Ranma, you know, becoming a girl in a fight is that he becomes faster, but he has less reach, so it puts him at a disadvantage while giving him some other advantages that people might not expect. But here it's just like, now you're in power
2: armor. Okay. <laughs>
1: I think everybody expects the female character to be faster. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> well, that's canon in One Half. i 1/2. I'm watching the ending. It says, congratulations, Steven. You are a very worthy champion and a fine young man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. He looks, so, he looks like a TV host. Of some variety show or another in Japan, it doesn't matter which one. Yeah. It just looks like a variety show host.
0: Yeah, it's that's a that's interesting. Uh, but one thing I really appreciate is that in this game they <laughs>
2: changed.
0: Sorry, we're distracted over here. They,
2: <laughs> it's it's very look it's a, up a
0: it's long a, play. It's, it's a very game. but not deliberately funny. No, but it's like I love the fact that, that you fun. know they they redrew all the characters and changed them to be more. Friendly to Americans, but they didn't change the backgrounds or the music, so you're still fighting in like Narima Tojo, uh, Narima, Do- uh, in Narima, Tokyo. Boy, that was tough to say. Uh, so there's like you know you're in backyards, Japanese backyards, or in like you know a koi pond, or in a
2: Japanese school gymnasium. Yeah. I mean, at that point, if you're going to actually redo all the backgrounds, why not make a new game? Because right. you're essentially doing most of that work at you know, right. a time.
0: Yeah, like if they had completely redone the the backgrounds, then no one would ever have known. They were just like, oh, they just used the Ranma 1 Half Engine to create a brand new game. But no, it's just, it's really strange. It's one of the weirdest localizations I've ever seen.
1: And it's a really ugly reskin.
0: <laughs> it is. It's, it's so bad. It's just like, who would buy this? Not me. I did not buy this.
1: I, I, I like to collect things like Ranma games or... Horrible spin off games from my favorite properties, and that's not what I want.
0: It's not.
2: Digster has a playlist for every moment, mood, and minute of your life. Digster is soundtracking your world one playlist at a time. Go to digster.fm and see what I'm talking about. They have thousands of the best playlists. It's like your best friend made you your favorite mixtape. I found a ton of my favorite playlists on digster.fm. Some of the better playlists I have found on Digster are pop slash punk, classic power ballads, party jams, summer vibes, and rock hits. And they even have a playlist called gaming flow. We actually got a chance to get together with Dixter and create our own playlists with a mix of our favorite tunes. So if you go to Dixter.fm slash Bob and Dixter.fm slash Jeremy to see our playlists, follow, share, and listen to them. What songs do I have in my playlist? Well, I'll tell you just a few of them. We have A Bright Future in Sales by Fountains of Wayne. They are not just the people behind the Hot Mom song, folks. My Sharona by The Knack and no, not the grotesque PS4 mascot creature. I'm talking about The folks. They're a rock band. The Shark Fighter by the Aquabats, one of the few rock bands that is actually also a superhero group. And my favorite karaoke song, A Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Be sure to follow our playlist so you can listen over and over. The playlist will be updated weekly, so be sure to check back each week for updates. Again, go to digster.fm slash bob and digster.fm slash jeremy and listen to our playlist. And be sure to head to digster.fm always for the best mix of music for every moment, mood, and minute of your life.
0: No matter who you are, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day to stay healthy. Quip knows that. And their team of dentists and designers is focused on helping you take care of your mouth better. Quip is an electric toothbrush that costs a fraction of bulkier brushes, but still packs just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip has a built-in timer to help you clean the dentist-recommended way. And they offer new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. With Quip, you don't have to worry about getting new brush heads or toothpaste. They're delivered right to your door on schedule, so you replace your brush on time and have better oral hygiene at an affordable price it's not just for convenience it's for your health too quip has appeared on oprah's o-list was named one of time's best inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the american dental association quip starts at just 25 dollars, and if you go to getquip.com retro right now you'll get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com retro g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com r-e-t-r-o
2: I want to take a minute to talk about underwear. Yes, underwear. Everybody needs it, and new is better than old. And they have to be comfortable, so you should get some Me Undies. Me Undies stay put, no moving around. They come right to your door. If you're going to play a video game, you need comfort. I don't make the rules, folks, but those are the rules, and I swear you will like Me Undies. This is a no risk offer. If you're not happy, they'll refund the cost, and you get to keep them. And because you're listening to Retronauts, you can get 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Go to meundies.com. That's meundees.com slash retro. And here's an extra gift for you. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, and send it to me, and I'll send you another pair. You get one for 15% off, and then another pair from me, free! The first 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or of the receipt, I'll send you another pair, free! Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put retro in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair in your collection. Let's do this. meundiescom retro.
0: If you dig retronauts, you're not going to want to miss No Excuse with John Taffer. Shut it down and listen to John, the award winning hospitality legend, as he brings his straight talk and unapologetic approach to daily topics and current events. You don't want to miss his latest interview with Adam Carolla, so download No Excuses every Tuesday on Podcast One, Podcast One.com, and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review. I did not buy that one, but I did buy Ronma One Half Hard Battle after I started watching Ronma. I got and it. And that here. was nice. That was the one game that came to America as Ronma One Half. And I said, I don't really care that much about fighting games, but I will buy this. And it's actually an okay fighter.
1: I like that game, and I think it gets a way worse rap than it deserves. Not that it's reviled or anything, but I think it's really not as bad as people make it out to be.
0: I didn't know people made it out to be bad.
1: They do. Uh, it has an, it's not a good system. The AI is really hard. Um, I
0: did notice that, but I thought that's because I suck at fighting games.
1: No, the AI in that game is just really hard. Um, it, it's not considered to be a great game, but I think it's pretty decent. It's Especially for the time it came out, it was more than serviceable. And honestly, I think it looks better than what's considered to be the better fighter. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better visual game.
0: Really? So you like it better than Shogi Ranbu hen that I do, US. artistically at least. huh interesting. Uh I do appreciate the fact that uh female Ranma is dressed more like her usual his usual self in this game. Whereas in the, the Japan only sequel, Ranma's wearing like uh like a girl's swimsuit or something for no particular reason. It, it's kinda weird. It seems like like a really
2: strange. A cheesecake really lazy attempt
1: at ch- yeah. fan service. Yeah, lazy.
2: I think this was the, actually the first time I really engaged with Ranma stuff after reading mentions of it in, like, Wizard Magazine and things like that. I think renting this game was like, oh, I guess this is the thing they're talking about, but I have no way to watch it or anything. So that I looking at the gameplay, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how you learned about all these characters through uh, playing the game and watching all the endings and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. so, don't, don't they get, like, a wish if they win the tournament or something like that? Or the principal gives yes, them something? that's right. Yeah.
1: They're supposed to, and it, of course, usually ends up not working out so well, the monkey's paw kind of wish.
0: Yeah, so because this it's is a comedy series, right? Of course. Um, so yeah, this is uh, again, like we said, it, you know, it was brought to the U.S. and it was promoted heavily, cross-promoted heavily in uh, the Ranma anime and manga. Like it was in the Viz floppies, there would be ads for it. So they pushed it pretty hard. Um, it's kind of weird because of that that they didn't use like Viz dubs voices for the character. For the character battle cries, and they also didn't use like the original Japanese voices. It's
2: just like these weird voices that you're like, Ronda's like super deep voiced. He's like, Rarrr, I Rarrr. feel like uh, even I mean, this is like 1992 or 1994. What do we have a year on this? Uh, I, I want to say it was 95 actually that it came to the U.S. I, I don't think they would go to the lengths to track down the dub cast and have them record new audio. It, like even in ni- in the mid 90s, right? But they did re-record the voices. Huh. And they, they didn't they didn't use the Japanese weirds. So, 92.
0: well, that, that's when the game came out of Japan. It, mm-hmm. it, it showed up here later than that.
1: Ninety three.
0: Oh, it was it that early. Mm-hmm. OK, wow. So it was right at the beginning of uh, the localization of Ranma. Uh, so that makes some of the choices in this game a little strange. Um, it has a lot of characters who wouldn't show up in the U.S., Uh, run of ranma for several years so like when i first played this i was like who the hell is gambling king (laughs) and why am i fighting a minotaur at the end so yeah there's like these these two major characters in here that like gambling king is a minor character from like a single one-off story and it's so weird that they put him in this because he's like if you read a story like it doesn't really have any impact it's very kind of trivial. He's a fun looking
2: character. He's, he's the king from the, one of the suits. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like no human should look like that. So just, it's fun to see him move around. True. Okay. Fair enough. He's
1: like a short fat version of the king of suits. Yeah.
2: Right. Uh, and then pantyhose Taro
0: is the, the guy who turns into a minotaur and he's like one of the super, yeah, he's like a, the, a super serious fighter, um, from one of the later story arcs when it becomes more like a, you know, a shonen anime. um, so he wouldn't appear in the U.S. until, like, I want to say, like, 96 or 97. So many years after this came out. So so there was this kind of disconnect between the, the localization of the manga and the game. But, oh, well. Anyway. it's It was it's easy
1: a, to buy because it was a versus fighter. That's what, I, yeah. especially in the U.S. when we were just getting stuff like Street Combat shoved at us. Mm-hmm. It was pretty reasonable. <laughs> Honestly. I agree.
0: And I think it does a good job of interpreting the characters. Like if you go back and watch or play it, um, the characters move and act in ways that are very distinct to that character. Like Ryoga, you know, in, in the comics, Ranma is much faster than Ryoga, but Ryoga is much stronger. And and here he has this, even though they're the same size, like, Ryoga just has this way of moving that seems sort of hulking and... The and
1: Zangief labores. kind of slow and plotting, but clearly threatening movement.
0: Yeah, but, you know, in a, in a in like a normal-sized teenager right. as opposed to a gigantic wrestler. But
1: the same movements. But
0: stuff. yeah, like, it, it translates that really well to, to the characters. So I, I think, it, yeah, it does a good job of, of interpreting the characters. It is kind of limited as a fighter because, you know, the characters only have a couple of special moves... Because I think they they tried really hard to stick to like what's canon in the the comics. So Ranma has you know his speed punch attack, and he has his Hiryu Shoten-ha, which is like a dragon punch, basically. And I'm a good again. Yeah, and the, yeah, and um, you know then Ryoga has the Shishihukuden, which is the it's basically a chi attack, but um, it's He's based on Hanfirola. his depression. <laughs> no, it's it's his depression, isn't oh, it?
1: Oh, I was thinking of his umbrella attack. Oh, yeah,
0: he has umbrella attacks, but then his, like, special Chi attack, instead of, like, drawing on his combat strength that
2: draws on the fact that he's always depressed. So the sadder he is, the more powerful it is. I also think uh, Rama is one of the last series to predate fighting games and the fighting game genre. So, like, uh, Takahashi was uh, developing all of this without thinking back to, like, what do Street Fighter people do? And what do, like, Tekken people do? So I feel like with a lot of anime, currently you can see, like, influences from games but this is like the last time where that w- they would be free of that mm-hmm. for sure um so yeah i don't know like as the
0: one representative game for the ronma franchise to make it to the u.s i think it's okay
1: we could have done a lot worse
0: we certainly could yep uh there are some real stinkers on this list that we won't talk about in too much depth but um i do want to talk about the one last of uh, the the third uh, super Famicom, Super NES fighting game, and that's Chogi Ranbu Hen from 1994. Um, supposedly the best of the fighting games, although Caitlin disagrees.
1: I do. I. It's not that I think Chogi Ranbu Hen is bad, but I think at least visually I, it doesn't stack up to Hard Battle. I think Hard Battle looks a lot better. I think the characters are a little bigger. They have more color variation to them. The backgrounds are a little more... They have a little more depth to them. They have some, like... They'll have fog effects in front of them to give depth to a stage. I do think
0: I like the design of the characters in this version better, aside from female Ranma. Yeah, um, what's up there's,
2: with uh, her? Him? him. Okay. Uh, She's jiggly and wearing, like, the yeah. uh, the gym shorts that look like underwear yeah. and, like a, like, a tube top. Yeah, it's kind of like, weird. It's
1: the right colors as her normal uniform with the yellow top and the blue pants that Ranma wears a lot. But it's a glorified bra and underwear.
0: Yeah. Right. But, but okay. So aside from that, like I like the look of the characters in this, they have a very sort of cute style. That's reminiscent of, uh, Takehashi's artwork, especially like the, like the splash page panels and that sort of thing. So I I like it on that front, but yeah, like it doesn't have as many interesting effects and the animation's not as good as in, uh, as in hard battle. I think the characters
1: in hard battle look better.
0: Okay. That's fair. But personal preference, I
1: think they both, Look pretty good. It's not like I think Chogi Ran- Ranbuhen looks bad. Yeah. Supposedly
0: this was going to be released in the U.S. as anything goes martial arts, but there was a problem with the like the licensor. They went out of business, so that all fell through. I, I don't know how true that is, but I did find some claims of that online.
1: It's a little hard to find clear information on that era, too. Nobody documented it, really. Not well, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that it doesn't just use the previous game's engine, which I guess is good because it makes it a, a distinct fighter, but it does lose a lot of the little touches that I liked, like, you know, like Ryoga's animation and that sort of thing. So it's okay, I guess. Yeah. And it has again, once again, it has a weird collection of characters. Like you always have Ranma, Akane, Kuno, Ryoga. Uh usually have you know, always Shampoo, Ukyo, sometimes you get Kodachi. But this one has um, Mariko, who is a cheerleader who, again, like Gambling King is just like this minor character from a single storyline. You're like, why? And then it has um, the final two characters you fight are uh, Miss Hinako, who is a character introduced later in the series, who is a... Um, she's not she's not cursed in the way that the other characters are, but she's like very sickly. And Habosai taught her this technique to steal other people's chi by focusing it through... Uh, circular coins you know Mm -hmm. japanese coins the five denominations have a circle a hole in the middle so she uses like anything basically that that serves as a like a focus like that but she usually uses coins and she siphons people's chi away and then she turns into a very voluptuous woman Um, so she's like a a very sort of mean-spirited person Mm -hmm. who uh takes advantage not not in a bad like a sexual way but just um doesn't treat her students very well so she's kind of a villain in the stories it makes sense for her to be here and then herb who is in the manga only there was never an anime based on that but he's like kind of the culmination of uh, the the late era of the series really going in for the like the serious martial arts drama he's like an extremely powerful fighter who's also cursed to turn into a woman but in it like uh, he's just on a whole different level as a fighter than ranma
1: but so not memorable that I can barely picture him without looking him up as a reference.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he is from late in the, the manga, yeah. and he was never turned into an anime uh, yeah. character, so...
1: I, I mean, I've read the whole thing, but not in a while. Right. So he just does not stand out.
0: So anyway, um, I guess some good choices here, and also some not-so-good choices. Uh, I do... Oh, I like, I like Akane in this one. She's not wearing the martial arts ski. She's wearing her student uniform. Yeah. And it's she has nice the ability days. to, like... Bring her, summon her school bag into existence to wallop people and stuff like that. So a
1: dimensional school bag, <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: So there, there's there's some fun details in this one. There were fighting games on other platforms, of course, such as the PC Engine CD-ROM. Um, the first of them is is really interesting. It's called Dato Ganso Musabetsu Kakuto Ryu, um, and instead of being like a traditional fighting game, it's more like a narrative fighting game in that each match is kind of predetermined. You only play as Ranma and like the form you fight in, whether it's male or female is determined per match and your opponent is determined each match. And it, it basically, because it's PC engine CD ROM, it has a lot of interstitial cutscenes. So it's basically playing out the, you know, the first few chapters of the manga.
1: It's a story mode in a fighting game, except that's the only part of right. it.
0: Well, there is a, there is a versus mode, but this treats the versus mode as secondary. Right. And, um, you really don't have any any like special moves in this one, so it's just a melee fighter, which really limits it. It's a it's a really mm. like it's contemporary uh, as a release with Street Fighter II, so uh, it doesn't benefit from ideas like special techniques and combos and things like that. So it's sort of doubling down on the whole multimedia aspect because of the format, something like that. Um, I don't know, like, the the most remarkable thing about this is that it's the sauciest Ranma nah. game because it's PC Engine CD-ROM. It didn't have Nintendo and Sega censorship on it. So, like, the very first battle takes place in the bathhouse, and uh, Haposai turns Ranma into a girl. So there's uh, some cartoon nudity, and the first match you fight as Ranma, as a girl, wearing nothing but, like, a towel around her waist, his it, waist.
1: It was kind of interesting that in... I want to say a good eighty percent of the sprites drawn for that. They actually obscure the boobs. Yeah, when yeah. I mean, the boobs are shown, they have no nipples. So right. Cancel your orders, so online it's, people. It's
0: very, it's very much like Raiden in Arsenal Gear. Yeah, like the 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 fact is, you know, the the idea is that your character is naked and therefore kind of at a disadvantage and sort of like you know, it's supposed to be sort of I guess somewhere between fan service and like oh, this is a bad situation to be in, uh, but it's not really meant to be. Super titillating, I don't think.
1: Well, there's not a nipple. Yeah. It's, they're weird Barbie boobs. The series <laughs> was much more free with nipples, but they went for it.
2: I think she actually, uh, she kind of front loaded the nudity in Ranma, didn't she? For the most part. In the terms very of first like, thing I ever saw of Ranma 1 yeah. 1 was when
0: I was in college, and I think the anime had just begun to be localized, and some friends of mine. I guess we're secretly anime fans. They never really talked about
2: it before, but you have to hide.
0: Yeah. I, I happened to be in their room, uh, and they had the video cassette showing in the, you know, like on the TV, someone was watching it and I looked over and this girl pops out of a pool of water, pulls open her karate gi, <laughs> looks at her boobs and screams. I was like, what the hell is this?
1: Episode one. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was the very first episode. It was super crazy. But yeah, I don't know. They they put a lot of a lot of care into the cutscenes in this one. I love that it has lots of eye catches and stuff. So it really does feel like you're playing through the anime. So
1: PC Engine in general was yeah. really good about that.
0: Yeah, I mean that was very much the platform's thing. But but I like that. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It it it, it feels like it's very much a time and place kind of thing, and that's great. Mm-hmm. not great is ronma
2: one-half battle renaissance for playstation mm. let me tell you that game mm-hmm. is a fudgy turd it's more like the <laughs> battle dark ages it's not, not a battle renaissance <laughs> exactly uh there's like a plague happening here <laughs> it, I, I mean I, I never played this uh it kind of reminds me of dragon ball gt final bout just without the characters look and how like slow and floaty and swimmy everything is it just like ugh
0: it's everything that you hate about bad PlayStation one fighting games. It's like, you know, very, like you said, slow and floaty. Um, the, the action doesn't feel convincing the characters, you know, it's, it's licensed. So you've got that familiar touch, but the characters all look bad. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's a lot of, I don't know, just crappiness to it. It's the second game I ever imported after Castlevania Symphony tonight. And I spent $80 on this game and I was so sad because I was in college and didn't have a lot of money to waste. And that was like the video game that I bought for that month. It was terrible. So I don't have any fond feelings about this. Um, One thing that is interesting is that it doesn't separate Ranma's cursed and uh, male form. So, so instead of uh, treating those as two separate characters to fight as (laughs) instead, all characters who have curses um, can be transformed in the middle of the stage by like random water events like a geyser or you know like a rainstorm or something which i think is interesting and adds some unpredictability to it but also kind of sucks because it's extremely poorly balanced like you know it's it's okay for a rondo to be turned into a girl cuz he can still fight he's faster that's great but shampoo Ryoga, like they turn into these tiny little harmless animals like that, that's uh, it's not fun it's it's really just like, a, an interesting idea that they didn't think through. That seems to be the theme here. They didn't think it through.
2: You're also forgetting uh, what I'm watching now are glorious CGI cutscenes that yeah, make I the forget, characters I look them worse out. than <laughs> they do in 2D. And, and, like, cruder. But, yeah, it's very of, of the era. Yeah,
1: it looks a lot worse than even the worst of the Super Famicom games. Just by merit of it being poorly modeled early 3D.
0: Anyway... We're through the fighting games. Thank God. Uh, There are quite a few other Ranma games, but most of these are adventures. So we won't go into too much detail about them, but some of them are pretty fun. I've played some of them. I've looked at videos of all of them uh, and read up on all of them, did a lot of research trying to get details. Um, The, the, I think the very first Ranma game was just called Ranma one half. It was a PC engine CD ROM game and it's a belt scrolling brawler, like bad dudes or can or something. Uh, and like like the that one fighting game on PC Engine, it attempts to basically tell the Ranma one half story, uh, beginning at Jusenkyo. Uh, so it begins before the manga. The manga, like Jusenkyo, you find out about the curse in a flashback. But here, you actually fight through Jusenkyo, and you have to fight against Genma on those uh, bamboo poles while the the guard and the the Maoist hat is like, "Oh sirs, please do not." Hmm. <laughs> Um the big appeal here is the extensive cutscenes um which are you know very much in the 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 p c engine c d ROm mold
1: they look they're, really
0: nice they're nice i mean they're poorly animated, but you know they're not full motion video they're they're, they're sprite art that's yeah. been slightly animated and it's nice it's 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 very much of a time and place again um for
1: the time period it looks pretty nice
0: yeah this is um i guess I guess a better comparison for this game might be like China Warrior or something. It's like a year after China Warrior, and I mean, obviously, it doesn't have the big gimmicky sprites, but it has that same general kind of feel, and that also that sort of stiffness. Like, it's not that fun to play. It feels very kind of clunky, but it it tries to be. Um, I don't know. It tries to be creative with the the source material. Uh, like, you have matches that are sort of like boss fights against other characters and there are some special events like um the first time ranma and akane go to school together it's almost like a runner level and ranma is running and akane is running alongside him and you're both beating up all
2: the the school students who are coming to proclaim their love to akane it's, it's really funny yeah cute. it's a good video game interpretation of that scene they were they were trying to be creative uh, then there is
0: uh, Kakugeki Mondo on Game Boy, a Ranma Trivia Adventure. This was the first Ranma right. game I ever played on an emulator, and you walk around, and other Ranma One Half characters challenge you to questions about the anime. And uh, not having any real chi- uh, Japanese literacy at the time, this was you know twenty
2: odd years or ago, the,
1: even the benefit of Google Translate. Right, yeah. uh,
2: I was like. Uh, what it, what the hell am I doing in this game? So, having looked at the Game Boy Advance library, like you have, uh, Jeremy, would you say it has an unusual amount of trivia games? That's something I've noticed when like just playing random. There are, ROMs. There are quite a few trivia games yeah. on Game Boy. Yes, I don't know. We have I a mean, a few of those coming up in like next year or so. And I think it's a good. A dread. It's a good format for that sort of thing, but we just never got any of them. I mean, because I, I, I believe that Shinji Mikami, Resident Evil creator, his first Capcom. Uh, job was a trivia game, a Game Boy trivia game. That's where he yeah, started. Yeah, there, there are several by Capcom. Yeah. I genuinely
1: uh, wish we got more of them because yeah. I actually love trivia games, but they just never get translated. Well,
0: a lot of them are about, you know, Japanese anime or about a given company's game output. Like yeah. the, the Capcom one, I, I have a, I have that game and it's. That was
1: on Game Center CX.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, it seems to be all about.
1: Capcom episodes of Quiz, I think. Okay. They did at least. Quiz one. no
0: Hatsuna? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, like, the cover has, um, let's see, Dr. Wily and the Red Armor and uh, Damned from Final Fight on it. But they're all in, like,
2: super cute Keiji Inafune cartoon style. It does seem to be, like, a more popular Japanese thing because I remember one of the later Shenmue games, like, I'm sorry, not Shenmue, Yakuza (laughs) games, uh, three or four, they didn't localize one of the major trivia. Uh, mini games because they said if we localize this you wouldn't get any of them right and i think in Mega Man legends 2 there's a trivia mini game but they actually rewrote all the questions to to be about american pop culture which takes a lot of work yeah they they totally relocalized that one which was nice and it was that scary little girl who yeah question but in
1: yakuza we still got the manzai game in yakuza 5 that's true amazing and everybody hates it. I kind of enjoyed it. But.
2: I don't know how to play most of the uh, gambling-based minigames in Yakuza because they're all very Japanese gambling games. The
1: only ones I can't play are Shogi. I don't do well at Shogi. Yeah, because Shogi. And Mahjong. I have never sat down and learned the rules for Mahjong because it's so intense. <laughs> it's yeah. so many. But uh, I can play silo. I can play Hanafuda. I love Hanafuda. Mm. Koi Koi is where it's at.
0: So, on Mega CD, the one Mega CD, Sega CD, Ranma, Ranma game, Byakuran Aika, which is a visual novel featuring a villain who never appeared in the manga, who kidnaps everyone, and uh, that's about it. It's, uh, it's basically like the plot to Nihao My Concubine, but without the cool animation, the movie great animation, um, and it's extremely dialogue and menu-heavy. It does have lots of voice acting by the actual voice actors from the anime, which is nice.
1: Benefit of the PC Engine and Sega Mega CD.
0: Yep. But unfortunately, it also includes a lot of simplistic turn-based battles, um, which don't look fun at all. And reading reviews of this, like visual novel fans do not like it. Ranma Half fans do not like it. Yeah, the battles, they just seem luck-based. Yep. Entirely. Um, but I think a better interpretation of Ranma as like a turn-based battle system came on Super Famicom with Akane Kodan Tekihijo, which is, uh even though it says Akane in the, the title, it's not about Akane, it's about um like the red ghost pirate cat or something. So basically there's like some sort of um ghost cat, uh, like a demon or something, or a yokai, who is basically trying to increase his power in the world. And Ranma, being mortally afraid of cats, is adamantly opposed to this because he does not want cats to rule the world. So this is a Super NES RPG, and it's actually been fan-translated, fan so if you want to play it, I think it's at romhacking.net, the localization. Uh, and it's a pretty solid-looking, you know, bog-standard, but, but charming and pleasant in its way, Super NES RPG. Like, I've certainly seen worse Super NES RPGs than One 1.5.
2: Have you guys played this at all? I might have. I was going to ask Caitlin. How does this compare to the Sailor Moon RPG on Super Nintendo?
1: I would say they're different for their respective properties, but they're pretty comparable. You could do a lot worse than playing either one of those games. And they're
2: all pretty breezy. I'm pretty sure I did play this. I'm looking it up right now. The translation came out uh, in the year 2000, so 18 years ago. So I'm I'm positive I played through this one summer, <laughs> one summer weekend or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, if you like my characters, it's just a breezy RPG. You, you
1: could do a lot worse. You, it's an enjoyable way to kill a weekend. If you're into the property anyway. If you're not, well, right. maybe not so much. Yeah, I, I feel
0: like you needed to have a vested interest in this. but yeah. An existing But interest.
1: that's true of most licensed RPGs. Yeah. True
0: that. So also, the final Super Famicom game is one called Ogi Junkin, which is a Puyo Puyo clone, but it has a rock-paper-scissors Junkin theme. And it's it's a really like I have trouble wrapping my head around this game. Basically, instead of trying to just match colors, each of the colors is assigned to rock, paper, or scissors. And you have to sandwich yeah, them. Yeah, you have to like somehow um so it's beat, like beat a symbol Yoshi's egg or Yoshi. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Um so it's yeah, it's it's sort of abstract and you know, it's a competitive fighter, so you can send garbage over to the other person's side. But I don't know. I feel like when you there, there's only so many puzzle games of this type that are good, and when you try to get fancier and you know come up with something more complex than the, the big hits, uh, it doesn't work. The, the The solution is to find a new idea instead of making someone's other idea less fun.
1: They only went with rock paper scissors because it can have a vague connection to gambling, and they wanted to use gambling king again. I guess. Hmm. Sure,
0: <laughs> I guess so. Well,
1: it's yeah. That's it's, that's the only loose, connection I can think of. But that's. That's about all I got, because it's really the only connection to the series. But you could, heck, I've had money matches in rock paper scissors, so why not? <laughs>
0: uh, another, I think the last of the PC Engine CD-ROM games is a, a visual novel called Toraware no Hanayome, which is interesting mainly for the fact that it's the only non-fighter Ranma game that lets you play as characters other than Ranma. Like, Ranma games are always, you control Ranma. Uh, But this one, Ranma is actually the blushing bride who gets kidnapped to be forced to marry someone as opposed to Akane or Shampoo or whoever. So his friends have to go and save him so that he does not become someone's wife. Hmm. Which you know, I can understand the the problems there.
1: Speaking of nihao, my concubine,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, this is a very weirdly common theme in Rama stuff. Like, lots of women get kidnapped to be turned into into uh, to wives.
1: Nobody but, has ever actually made a wife, right? Uh, but everybody's kidnapped to be a wife.
2: But this is the one time that Ranma gets kidnapped to be a wife. I think. Unless so the, the famously unmarried Rumiko Takahashi—that's that's her social commentary. I got, I got, yeah, Women like, are kidnapped into marriage. Exactly. Like read into a, it. It's worse want. than death. <laughs>
0: see then there's um netsuretsu kakuto hen on game boy which is a side-scrolling adventure um, actually this was the, the first one that i ever played on an emulator the other one is the second one i played but this is one where it seems like it's going to be an action game it's like a side-scrolling game uh 2d like you play as ranma you walk around the graphics are kind of cute they're they're fine um and there's no action. You just like walk around talking to people. No, that was uh, it's like a day like, in the life. I was looking life. at
1: that long play, and it is intensely boring. There's, Nothing happens in it.
0: Yeah, like, like you
1: literally just walk a around room, and talk to walk people. Walk around a couple times, leave the room, go to another one, walk it, around back and forth. Nobody would be there.
2: This is and, a very bad uh, reference, but it reminds me of Alex Kidd in High Tech World. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks like a platformer. Just you're just going to random rooms and talking to people and yeah. being bored. I was gonna say uh, Alf. Alf two. Master System or Alpha is just gargoyle. the lesser Alex no. kid in high tech world sorry yeah
0: yeah fair enough um there there are definitely uh, another one might be um uh Takeshi's no Chusinjo mm. uh where yeah. you're just like walking but, around but doing that's stuff that's
1: amazing in its own specialty yeah like
0: that one at least had its own personality whereas this is just like heck here's some kind of cute black and white random characters doing stuff
1: I love hearing what people would say about Myths on how to beat Takeshi no Chosenjo. Huh. The craziest stuff come out of people.
0: Then winding down, there's another Game Boy game. One that I've actually covered on, on Game Boy Works called Kakarinbo Deathmatch.
1: It was given to me.
0: Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I think of uh, all the the non fighting games here, it might and maybe besides the RPG, it might be the best one. It's uh like a kind of It's
1: hard to hate.
0: Yeah, it's very inoffensive. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of puzzle-type games, puzzle-action games on Game Boy, and this is another one. But it's pretty well done, and it does come up with an interesting application of Ranma's gender switch, which is that um, basically it's a box-pushing puzzle game, kind of like Pengo or something, uh, but depending on which form you're in, you have a different level of strength. So you have to like change genders for Ranma in order to solve puzzles, like if you want to push something really far, then you turn into a male, and if you want to, you know, use finer movements, then you turn into a female. So that's that's kind of cool. It's um, not great, but it it does the trick. I've played much worse on Game Boy. Yeah, believe me,
1: that's it's not amazing, but it's perfectly serviceable, inoffensive. If you want to play around with and you feel like playing a puzzle game, go nuts.
0: And really, what more could we want in a <laughs> video game than to be kind of inoffensive?
1: When you've played so many awful games, I'll take inoffensive.
0: An <laughs> yep. And finally, the last of the Ranma games is an MSX game, a point-and-click adventure called Hiryu Dinsetsu. And it is uh, very much in the the style of, you know, like the the classic graphical adventure game like you know, Shadowgate or before that, um,
1: the ICOM games.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ICOM games, but also on the Japanese side, stuff like, um, Portopia, yeah, I was going to say that Portopia, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, yeah, like this was a big, you know, the, the detective games, Jake Hunter, um,
1: Jake Hunter is great.
0: Yeah. They've all totally blanked out of my mind, but it's exactly like that. You just like walk around to different scenes And you'll talk to characters, and basically you run through all your dialogue options Mm -hmm. and all your item options, and eventually you'll do whatever you have to do in that particular scene, and then you'll move on to the next one. Um, It's not that great. It's very much, you know, kind of standard fare. Uh, It's interesting because it was developed by both Tech, a company that would eventually become Quest, and Quest would be known for developing games like Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy
2: Tactics. This is a far cry from that. We're missing one final game. I just found it. It's a pachinko machine oh. from, 20, from 2011 video game.
1: There's the pachinko machine you were yeah. asking about.
2: Uh, it's actually it's based on the 2009 or whatever OVA or movie whatever came out then. But um, I was just I was just curious. Like everything from the 90s eventually comes back, and I guess that was Arama's one brief. Resurgence. That is pro- t- I think
0: that tied in with the uh, live-action TV series. I oh, think those were yeah, probably.
2: The same it said it's uh, it's features high quality animation based on the newer anime look from uh, the the film or OVA "Nightmare Incense of Spring Sleep." Oh, okay. So, I haven't seen that one yet. I mean, again, Dragon Ball came back and Sailor Moon came back. I feel like there's got to be room for more '90s anime to come back in some way in Japan.
1: I hope they keep picking the good ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a
1: lot of crappy ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so uh so yeah, that final game
0: here Densetsu, um I don't necessarily recommend anyone playing it, but there is a a, a, li- a live not live play a, a long play online that I will link to in the, the comments for this episode which is pretty amazing because it has an auto translate on it. <laughs> and the auto translate on it keeps reading the kanji that form Ranma's name. Uh his name basically means crazy horse, like that's what the kanji mean. Um, and so they keep translating his name just as horse. So it was like (laughs) horse keeps saying stuff. (laughs) And also the cutting room floor. Um, I was doing research on this and found uh, a little bit at the country cutting room floor. And apparently there is a, like a nude pinup of Ranma hidden inside the code. So that's, that's the classiest. She
1: has nipples this time.
2: She absolutely does. Oh, I thought thought that was part of the curse. It's like, you (laughs) will become a nippleless woman if splashed with water. Ah, yes. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. So that's it for round one and a half, I guess. Is there any, do we have any final thoughts, any final opinions we need to weigh in with on these games, on the series, et cetera.
1: I just think it's worth examining if you haven't, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, but it's so important to what everything that has come after it in anime, manga, you at least have to take a look at it and make the call for yourself whether or not you're interested, but you can't ignore it.
2: Yeah. I I was going to say again, my recommendation, there's a lot of it. And when there's ever, whenever there's a lot of an anime or a manga, you might be intimidated, but it's on, I believe Hulu and probably Funimation. And if you just want to check in for that first season, it's a good taste of probably in terms of animation quality, the best the series ever looked. And if you want to pursue it more, it's available everywhere for money you know, the manga you can buy. And, and I I assume the OVAs and movies are around. Jeremy, you said you've been buying them on Mm Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. So there's no shortage of Rama. It's not like Evangelion where you can't find it anywhere. So yeah, this did a pretty good job of bringing it back into circulation a couple
0: of years ago. So good on them. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I have a lot of fondness, like I said, for this series, just because it was, uh, kind of an introduction for me to the, to the concept of, Manga. So uh, I, don't, I don't know necessarily how a newcomer would feel to it. But like I said, I do feel it has a pretty wide crossover appeal to, to people of many different persuasions, genders, uh, nationalities, interests, etc. Like there's a little bit of something, a lot of different things in here. There's comedy, romance, there's a little bit of dirty humor. Um, it's sometimes extremely screwball, slapstick, uh, sometimes extremely clever there's some fighting, some martial arts. So yeah, like it's, it's a very broad sort of, uh, of, of work, but I feel like that works for it
1: to put something in there for everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rumiko Takahashi. Like I said, Meizanekoku is my favorite thing by her, but Ranma is a close second.
2: Although I do hope that someday someone localizes the rest of Urusei Yatsura, the mm. manga.
1: I'm the one who loves Urusei Yatsura. So.
2: <laughs> I believe, well, so did all the uh, anime come out or no? The anime yeah. has come out, yes. That's right. And On VHS. That's DHS. a little closer to 200 episodes, I think.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. that's that's a whole lot. It's much longer. Anime. But yeah, but she the is, manga never did. I don't think Takahashi has made anything uh, as, as huge since Inuyasha ended, but she still does produce work. But I feel like... She is probably approaching 60 or in her 60s. I don't see her creating another 40-volume uh, manga series anytime soon. Yeah, apparently she's her, earned it.
0: her current series, Rene, is actually supposedly really good, from mm. people have told me, so that might be worth checking out. It's, it's gone on for about as long as Ranma at this point. Really? Okay.
2: Yeah. I, but that that was off my radar.
0: Uh, I read the first volume of it and was like, uh, I think I've outgrown this. But you know, for those who haven't, then I hear it's good, so give it a shot. Anyway, this has been another weeaboo episode of retronauts deal with it um i am of course the uh the prince of weeaboo i'm jeremy Parrish, and thanks very much caitlin for coming to
2: i am maho
1: shoujo caitlin (laughs) thank
2: you (laughs) okay maho or mao mao i'm hot-blooded bob (laughs) (laughs) and
0: uh yeah so caitlin why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet if they want to follow you and not stalk you, but just, like, the best follow place the cool to, stuff you do. The
1: best place to find me is Twitter. I tweet all the time because I have no life. Uh, it's S-A-Caitlin, as in Sierra Alpha, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. I'm totally cool and post pictures of cats and video games all the time. Hit me up.
2: Bob? Hey, I have no life, too, So, (laughs) and I've never logged off of Twitter. I'm still on it to this day, so you can find me on there as Bob Servo. He's tweeting right now. I'm I'm actually looking at Twitter right now. I missed a whole lot of tweets, but I will say that... I do other stuff outside of Retronauts. I do Talking Simpsons, which is a chronological exploration of The Simpsons. We have a Patreon there. That's uh, patreon.com slash talking simpsons. If you go there, I don't want to give you the whole spiel on this, but there's a ton of podcasts, dozens upon dozens of uh, exclusive podcasts. We also have What a Cartoon, our weekly series looks at a different cartoon uh, from a different series every week. And we also have Talking Futurama, which Jeremy will be on towards the end of our first season run. So there's oh, a yeah. lot going on on our Patreon. But uh, both Talking Simpsons and What a Cartoon are free. And all the bonus stuff in, in advance episodes are on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Thank you very much.
0: And, of course, I'm Jeremy Parrish. You can find me on Twitter as GameSpite and around the Internet at places like Retronauts.com, which is also where you can find the Retronauts podcast, as well as, you know, things like Apple Podcasts and the Podcast One Network, who hosts this so there's all of that, and of course, Retronauts is supported through Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Retronauts. Gets you early access with better quality uh, audio quality. Like the the quality of the content is always <laughs> the same, whether you're listening for free or not. It's it's a great podcast. By God, <laughs> uh, but or you're, Al <laughs> by your Pacino. By God, a great podcast. <laughs> That's right. So don't make us break your legs. Support us on Patreon, uh, or not, it's cool. We just like. For people to enjoy our show. It's awesome. So that is it. Ronda one half. We are out. Peace, everyone. ready for hard work for high expectations for high fives for you've got this for i did it for you're hired you've got it in you now let us bring it out of you if you're as serious about your success as we are bring it
1: visit rmu.edu today robert morris university get ready
3: The Mueller report. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. President Trump was asked at the White House if special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation report should be released next week when he will be out of town. I guess uh, from what I understand, that will be totally up to the attorney general. Maine Susan Collins says she would vote for a congressional resolution disapproving of President Trump's emergency declaration to build a border wall, becoming the first Republican senator to publicly back it. In New York, the wounded supervisor of a police detective killed by friendly fire was among the mourners attending his funeral. Detective Brian Simonson was killed as officers started shooting at a robbery suspect last week. Commissioner James O'Neill was among the speakers today at Simonson's funeral. It's a tremendous weight to bear knowing that your choices will directly affect the lives of others. The cops like Brian don't shy away from it. It's the very foundation of who they are and what they do. The robbery suspect and a man police say acted as his lookout have been charged with murder. I'm Ed Donahue.